Why did the Cybermen need the coal? Hibernation. They were running out of power, they needed to rest. And whatever you may say, Lytton, they could have built their own hibernation plants and refrigeration chambers anywhere. Well, why not on their own planet? I assume they have one. Doctor, what's the matter? Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. We have a cl- classic Doctor Who episode uh, to tackle today called The Attack, uh, Attack of the Cybermen. I am Ken. Jeff. And Colin Bakers and Nicola Bryant uh, are playing the Sixth Doctor in Perry. This is his first full season. First full season, second episode. So at the beginning, there's a little bit of introduction to this, and it's a this is a two this is the first time they did 45 minute format two of them. Um, but before we go into that, um, what else that we have been watching or the Obi Wan trailer? trailer dropped. Yep, and it looks. I mean, the Inquisitors are in it. Hmm. Obviously, Darth Vader is going to be in it because there's promo pictures. It yeah. just looks really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I could say both. I think Disney definitely knows. They, they, they go to the well many, many, many times with both Marvel and Star Wars. But I don't see any reason why not to when you're making a quality show. I mean, I, I enjoyed Boba Fett quite a bit. I did too. Uh, I know a lot of people online were bashing it. It's and maybe it got better when the Mandalorian appeared in it, but um, I still think that it doesn't feel like they're they're oversaturating it. Marvel's Marvel's a little bit crazy. Yeah, but I mean, we got Moon Knight coming at the end of this month. Yeah, and then Miss Marvel, She Hulk, and She Hulk is pro, uh, stuff is merchandise is starting to hit. But Obi-Wan, you know, again, one of my criticisms is that we have to fill in every single gap, and that's the case with this. And is the center of the galaxy in Star Wars tattooing, because it seems like every single... Luke is. No, I know that, but it it seems like every Mandalorian, Boba Fett, I mean, obviously they're there, but it seems like they're always going back there. They went back there, I mean, you know, the only... What Empire Strikes Back is the only. Yeah, it seems like they go back to it all the time. They, they went back to it in Jedi. And, yeah. Well, maybe it is. Okay. So. Um, and it's probably easy to film because you just got to find some place that has dirt. Yeah. So, yeah, so that looks like it could be interesting. Well, the reason. Well, we knew Obi Wan was going to take place on Tatooine because at the end of. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I mean, you're not going to put Obi Wan on another planet, but it's just like. But the Boba Fett and Mandalorian don't need to be there. Yeah, and Mandalorian isn't, but he, he, you know, he goes there once in a while. So, and of course, this is the one that won't intersect with those because those are taking place after Return of the Jedi, and these, this one is obviously taking place after the um, well, like where when Bad Batch is taking place. I think they could have a younger Boba Fett. Well, yeah, but you're not going to have, or, or you could even have the baby Yoda if you wanted to. They could have Daniel Logan play Boba Fett. Daniel Logan? Yeah, the younger one. He's like 30 years old now, isn't he? Yeah, but he looks younger than the guy who oh, was okay. playing and now who's probably going to be playing, you know, Captain Rex, the clone troopers. Okay, anyways. <laughs> yeah, they could do a number of anything like that. Um, 
what else was I going to say? Something I was watching. There is a, a Jerry Anderson documentary coming out that I want to see. Um, be curious to see. It's it's kind of done by his sons, so we'll see how badly they uh, ignore. Well, they well, ignore Sylvia Anderson because there's bad blood. Is it really? A little bit, yeah. They they have never got along. The club Fanderson for years was married to Jerry Anderson. Jerry Anderson was like, you can do whatever you want in the fan club, but remove Sylvia's name for everything. Jerry's not necessarily a really good person. No. And I don't know if the documentary is even going to touch upon that because it's done by his son. And his son obviously has a, a good had a good relationship with him. But then when um, he died, Jerry died, his son and Fanderson were working together and there was a they started bringing more Sylvia Anderson stuff into it and he was like no 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 don't do that and so they kind of separated and now they're more Sylvia Anderson and Jerry and they they don't sh it's just a bad I, I could go on forever but it's 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 not necessarily Jerry bad. Anderson's son does a lot of directing for Big Finish yeah yeah he's been doing a lot of stuff with that a lot of Doctor Who stuff so and he's been doing a lot of merchandising he's come out with a lot of stuff and you know he's kept the whole thing alive and he's brought projects that Jerry was working on he's brought them up like Firestorm there's a puppet they're supposedly they're working on this puppet series that they did a crowdfunding um, for and so yeah some good stuff on that but what does that have to do with the tech that that's oh. has to do with the fact that I I want to see that Jerry Anderson documentary so um, I finished I watched to listen to the uh, Dalek Empire with David Tennant from Big Finish, mm -hmm. and those were like really good. And then, yeah, you know, like, well, they toned David Tennant down from being, you know, the what, 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 and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I would just like to see Big Finish do the TV show because a lot of their stuff is is really good, and they 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 seem to know to get it. Like David Tennant's Doctor is not too zany. Yeah. Over top, going what, 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 and all and Z, all and Z, and stuff like that. I mean, there's stuff that stuff's in it, but it's not like well, the TV show constant. Yeah. And well, the person who did all that stuff was Russell T. Davis, and he's coming back. So I know everyone's like, "Oh boy, this show is going to be a hundred times better." And I'm saying, I think it is going to be better. I think you're right, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be. Fantastic! I think it'll be better. Did but. you see the rumor that the Sea Devil story with Jody was supposed to be her regeneration story, but then the BBC said they wanted a special for their hundredth hundredth birthday, and so they rewrote the ending. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I saw that a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Duh, that's interesting." So she was supposed to, whenever this, whenever the the Sea Devil story. They decide to tell us that it's coming or whatever was supposed to be her last one. Yeah, I, I'm surprised because I, I think they 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 are they're in a big hurry to get rid of her and they're in a bigger hurry to get rid of Chris Chibnall. I think. Can't see why. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, her era is not all that popular. No. He's definitely not popular. She just did a convention, and if she, obviously we all know she's pregnant now. She actually looks, you know. The bump and all that, but she was there's like a lot of people were posting pictures of her of the, again their picture taken with her and first signing autographs. So it's good to see that hey she's out there doing the convention circuit. Yeah, 
because it's one more we need to. Well, I mean, and we're talking. We're going to be talking about attack and disarmament, but but both Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy were not necessarily overly liked when they were on the show. But they did the convention circuit because you, you went and saw yeah. them and like. Oh yeah. I saw Smith McCoy before I saw an episode. He, he had just gotten... Um, Colin, especially. Colin was not liked that yeah. well. On, on the show, but a, as as a convention person, he he was really good. I mean, well, Colin Baker especially. Smith McCoy was more there for the for the money and stuff. But, yeah, but, the, the, you know, those shows weren't as... Those doctors were not as well liked as previous doctors. Especially in England, I think in America they were accepted more. Um, it's too bad because they're really it, you know you go to conventions and you talk to them they're really nice guys. No, they are. And it, we're watching their stories. When I saw them, when I first saw them what, in the late '80s, and I rewatch them now. I really still enjoy watching them. I know they're not revered, but especially Collins there is not revered by fans. But you know, I would rather sometimes watch some episodes of Trial with Tyler than some of the stuff we have now. I mean, it's not, the blame's not totally on them. It's some of the writing, and it's some of the John Nathan Turner, you know... John Nathan Turner didn't really go to bat for Colin. Yeah. He saved his own hide, which, well, you can't blame it, he self-preservation, but, you know, he never really went to bat for Colin. I, Colin got a, a raw deal. Yeah. And thank God Big Finish came along because, you know, if you pop in a Colin Baker audio mm -hmm. and it expands the Sixth Doctor, he's he's not what as much as you see on TV. He's more of a likable character and he's like a really good doctor. Yeah. People should really go and listen to Colin Baker's Big mm -hmm. Finish stories because they're really, really good. And yeah. they, they expanded on his character. And, um, and this is the... T Twin Dilemma is um, a horrible episode. I think that's like the worst first story for a brand new doctor. Yeah. This ever. one's a lot better, and really he, he comes off as a, a lot better. He, he's a different type of doctor. He, he mentions it a couple of times that he's not going to be like as caring or whatever. He's, he's, well, he had to you know, veer away from Davison's yeah. nice you know, nice third persona. Um, I love his quotes, you know, rest is for the weary, sleep for the dead, and uh, very flamboyant. Wait, watch, and learn. Um, but this episode, I'm watching this episode, and there's so much, I took so many notes, I love this episode. It's not the greatest episode ever, but it's a fun episode, and, and it, you know, it's a fun episode. And again, this is the third episode we reviewed today. Who lives in this episode? <laughs> Doctor and Perry. That's yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's another one where a lot. This of is one where obviously Eric Sauer wrote it, but he yeah. had someone else's name on it. And in typical fashion, because if you watch any of his stories, everybody dies. That's it's Dalek story. Two Dalek stories. Everybody dies at the end, except for the the two guys who did the flower in Revelation. Mm -hmm. Everybody in this one. Including the free, all the Cybermen because they blew up uh, cyber control. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this episode a lot, and, and it reminded me of, of. I remember liking it a lot. 
I, I know it probably doesn't have as good of a story as, as uh, some of the other ones we've viewed, like Seeds of Doom and Mind of Evil, but it actually... Uh, Perry is totally annoying in this, so that's one big I think this is the worst story she's ever... She, you know, Very whiny. Um, she's, like, afraid of Haley's comet inside the TARDIS. Just like, oh, I'm scared. scared. <laughs> and the doctor's like, what do you mean? Oh, just, you know, Haley's comet. But we're this close to it. And I'm like, yeah. but the, you're in the TARDIS. Yeah, dumb. Yeah. Um, they go back... There's a, there's a lot of... Uh, they go back to TARDIS Lane... The TARDIS chameleon circuit starts working again. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff happening in this episode. They mentioned the, Z the terrible Zodan, which is just... Speaking of terrible Zodan, I am so disappointed that Big Finish hasn't capitalized on doing a story with the terrible Zodan, with the second Doctor. Because he's fir he first mentions her in The Five Doctors. Yeah. And I've always I've always wondered in Stature going, gee, why is Big Finish does a lot of stuff where they fill in some of the gaps and stuff like that. They've never done the Terrible Yeah, it Zodan. seems weird that they've mentioned it at least twice in this classic series and it's never come to light in books or the um, Big Finish or even the, the new series. Um, Litton is back from uh, yeah, Resurrection of the Daleks. Fantastic, and the two police officers. I loved, when I was watched that for the first time, I was like, oh yeah, that was fantastic, because that was one of the best parts of Resurrection of, uh, Resurrection of the Daleks. And he's there, they, he uses the cover of, we're going to steal diamonds, but in reality I'm trying to find a Cyberman so I can get off Earth to help the Cryons untell us. Yeah. It's a double, double cross. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really good. It ends really good ending too. Um, I do have a note here. I forgot about this, but Perry was really, really annoying in it. But her outfit was fantastic in this episode. Audrey, early outfit. The other one is is the jumper. No, the that, jumper that was fine. Yeah, but this okay. one, this yeah. first one was impractical. But it was it was visually. Well, nice. when you first see this episode, what was it? Eighty five, eighty six, and yeah. you're. 13, 14 years old, yeah. I was older, but... Yeah, you were older, because you you're older than dirt. <laughs> um, we had some really good music in this. They had... Uh, Except Litton's theme was, by the end of the, the, the story, was just getting too annoying. Yeah. I was like, okay, you're overusing his theme here, but... And they had reference... They had the, they reused the Earthshock music, so that was when the Cybermen first I appeared. I love that music. I love that Cybermen music. Yeah. I, I wish one of they, the best. they would... I wish they used that in Silver Nemesis. Yeah, I wish they used it in the new show, but, you know, it's kind of... Whatever. The best part is when Litton is there, and the, the, the shadow sermon, the one that's black, mm -hmm. and they're in the sewers, and it shows up, and they start shooting it, and all of a sudden, the brick wall opens up, and there's all the Cybermen behind it with the yeah. Cyber Leader, mm -hmm. and they're all shining, and it's just, like, such a cool scene because you know here they are in the sewers boom you know it's funny this there's still cybermen in those sewers because they were converting cybermen mm. and not all of them went back in the tardis right i don't, I don't think so i don't know it's really good characters in it i love griffiths getting a bit rough <laughs> he played Logan Campion with uh, Peter Davidson. He was also in uh, America Wolf in London. He was a, he's a pretty famous actor. Um, what's his name? Glover? 
Or, yeah. uh, Brian Glover. Brian Glover. Do you know the guy who played Russell was Terry Malloy, <laughs> who plays Davros yep. on Big Finish and three the eighties the three eighty Dalek stories. And that was yep. him actually yep. he gets a non makeup role and he gets killed by Sermon with one one hit to the shoulder blade. I love the Sidemen in this. Now, the first appearance of a Sidemen, um, he get, one gets a lucky shot off, and he, he, he uh, you know, and so they, but but they were menacing. They were hard to kill. Um, a lot of them got killed. The doctor uses a gun. I don't know if people are freaking out by that. Oh, against the cyber, cyber leader. Cyber leader needs to he just mixed in a salad. Well, the cyber leader, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what would ha- you know. I wore a Cyberman costume when the tour came around, and I walked around the Holyoke Mall with it. And if I had the Cyberman costume today, that's what I would look like. <laughs> because John Nathan Turner won. Hey, let's get back. Let's get the original cyber. Leader. I'm like, no. Yeah, well, I mean, and I like stuff like that. That this was a, a huge episode that brought he was back also a robot and robot. Yep. Um yep. Kilgrave, is he still around? I don't think so. Oh. Maybe I don't know. Michael Gilgareth. Um oh, but yeah, he's still alive. They brought back Telos, they yep. they filmed the locations of the quarry on Telos in the same location it does, you know, oh, as they did Tomb of the Cybermen. At the time this episode came out, Tomb of the Cybermen was, um, didn't exist, so they were going off of reference and stuff, but I love all that throwback. The tombs, um, they had the tombs. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm really animated about this episode. Uh, what else? Isn't it supposed to be kind of like a sequel to Tomb, kind of, sort of, in a way? And, and to plan it, because it takes place, the whole point is the Cyberman... They want to go back and save Mondas by destroying Earth. Yeah. And I love the scene where they're like, how come they don't go back to their home planet? And the Doctor goes, yeah, tell us, Doctor, what's going on? And it's like he tells the story. So that stuff I love, because I think... Yeah, Lincoln goes, yeah, tell us, Doctor. Tell yeah. us what happened. And, uh... <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> but um, I like the continuity in this one. I like the, the all that stuff. Now, let me talk a little bit about the Cyberman gun. Um, Cyberman gun, I know a little bit about because I have one. Uh, I don't know if it's from this episode or it was something that was created for the um, one of those specials or something. But 30 years in the TARDIS or something? Yeah. But it... it um, it's interesting. I read. I reached out to the original designer of the Cyberman gun from Earthshock, Martin Bauer, and I sent him pictures of my gun. And I said, "Do you recall?" And I wanted to know more history. He goes, I, "I'm not familiar with that design." Hmm. He said he created the the one in Earthshock is silver, and it's a little bit different. It's yeah, a little bit streamlined. Right? Yeah. yeah, and so they took his design and added to it. And created these green ones, and he didn't even know about it when I was writing back and forth to him, emailing him back and forth. He goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" He, I don't, I don't think he's in a situation where he could sue or something. But he was like, "That's interesting because that was my original design. And it looks like they changed it and cannibalized it." And everything. I'm like, "Okay." Then we also asked that we went to the convention down in Baltimore mm-hmm. and we talked about that guy who who played the Cyberman. Yeah, he was there, and we talked to him about it too. And he thought he he had a theory about it too, didn't he? Yeah, I don't remember. I can't remember that guy's name, but he's he's always he does the conventions a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So 
but the cyber gun that that the same design that I have is is in this episode quite a bit. It's on. You know, so. Is the guy who made the cyber gun? Is he still alive? He is. I, I he lives in England or, he, or the states. He's in England. He was a he was a guy who did tons of models for Alien, Space nineteen ninety nine, um, uh, and a few other movies. He's not credited quite quite a bit. You do anything for UFO? No, I don't think so. He does. He, for many years, he was doing custom models for people. He would do his own models and uh -huh. have them on pictures and stuff. Recently, his daughter or granddaughter or someone have been posting on Facebook original documents and diagrams, and that she's trying to sell them for him. I don't know if he's sick and they're just kind of trying to build up money or whatever, but he was the first celebrity I ever met. At really? The really? Springfield Space Con, which was Space 1909 convention, had Barry Morris, uh, Sarah Douglas from Superman. Superman 2, but she was in an episode of Space in 1999, and uh, a, 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 an, an artist, and Martin Bauer. And so he was the first one that I have pictures of where I'm sitting around talking to him and stuff like that. She sells the, the model thing, the plans for the gun. You should buy it. No, yeah, it's all, it's all um, oh, one Space 1990 stuff. Oh. There's no gun. I don't see. I didn't see any of the gun stuff. I could ask, I guess, but his gun is different than the one that yeah. was in here. But anyways, that's a little bit of an. Option. That's kind of neat that you have that yeah. the, the gun from the show. It's actually that it's still here. It is what? How many years later, and it still yeah. survives. Yeah. You know what would be funny if you, if it was the, you have the actual only gun from Attack of the Cybermen that's still around. And I think that's what I was trying to find out when I when I emailed him. I said I'm not sure exactly. It was sold at an auction at one of those Bonhams auctions, as from the show, but it's in amazing condition. Um, it doesn't have. Now I had the gun earlier, when the tour came around. They had props in that Doctor Who um, U.S. exhibit, and there was a Cyberman gun there. Hmm. And when I dressed up as a Cyberman, I had a Cyberman gun, but the gun was broken. It had broken in half, and the the trigger was a little piece of metal. And that was, the one I have has a button, so it was a little bit of a difference. And, uh, Is that the earth shock they used in the text? I mean, they, 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 when they fired, they used, they pressed the button. It never went. Like, well, remember in, in, in when Janet Ellie, Fielding at yeah, one point... Yeah, like trying to she, get she she to... It was a little... I think it was a little trigger mechanism, and it's kind of hard to kind of hit it right, and she was kind of doing that. <laughs> but I, I, I don't... You know, I don't remember. I still think it's kind of neat that you have a prop from the show. And it's but, from the Starman, which are your favorite. Yeah. So, um... Anyways, going back to the episode, um... I love the two characters on Telos. Oh, Stratton and... Stratton and Bates. Cybermen don't sleep, and they're complaining back and forth, and and I just love them. And you're like watching them go. How can they fight? I was like, oh no, the Cybermen are weak or something. Because but then they're part, but they're, they're part Cybermen. Cybermen. And that and it clicked when why they wanted the head and his and and. Uh, Bates kept going. Why do you want the head? Why do you want? Why? Why well, you got a trophy? And he goes, and he puts it up in front of his face, and yeah. he drops it down. And he puts it back up again, and <laughs> drops it down. And his buddy's still not getting it. And I'm like going, "Oh, these guys must be part Cybermen because they're wearing silver jumpers." And now all they have to do is get the chest unit and put the 
the head over it. Mm -hmm. And then he says, well, you're going to wear it once you clean it out. <laughs> yeah, there was some really good humor in those two characters back and forth. I thought they really added to it. Very interesting story because you're watching it and, and it, you're all of a sudden we're on Telos and you're like, what is going on? Um, and those guys want to steal their ship to get out of there. Yeah. And, and it takes ship. three people to pilot. Mm -hmm. So um, it wasn't that good of a plan since the cyber leader knew all about it and was ready for it. Yeah. They must have had some when they have converted. They must have had something on them that tells you know what they're thinking because there's a Cyberman that's been destroyed. So they kind of like know all the what's going on. I mean, the episode is kind of chock full of a lot of stuff. Even at one point, they threw in that the the doctor's sitting there going. Well, if the Time Lords are going to send an agent, they better do a quick job. And then he's like, wait, wait a minute. minute. You know? And so the, it's kind of a bit of everything. Is this an anniversary You're episode? Time Lord? I'm a very angry Time yeah. Lord. <laughs> there's a lot going on because there's the Time Lords are mentioned, the Telos, Mondas. You know, there's no Cybermats, but... <laughs> um, that would have been too much. Was it an anniversary of the Cybermen? This came out been. in 85. It could have been... Um, yeah. so I remember like 66, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. Um, a lot of death in this one we mentioned before. Um, a lot of, I guess, Mary Whitehouse was like on, on the roll again with this one because of the Super death. Super Karen on this one, right? <laughs> uh, torturing Linton with bloody hands. You know, that's not something we see all the time. The knife into the cyber leader's arm and yeah. the green fluid goes flying. The doctor shooting the gun to kill the cyber yeah. leader. A lot of, lot of death. Everyone just getting slowed down left and the right. The doctor having the epiphany and how how he misjudged Linton. I said, well, I can see how he misjudged Linton because last time he saw Linton, Linton was trying to kill him. Yeah. So I can understand why he didn't trust him and Give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, the Cybermen are in the TARDIS shooting people or killing people or whatever, and, and um, that was kind of in conflict with the whole that people Temporal were, grace type thing. But that didn't work in Earthshock either. People, some of the people died in Earthshock too. Yeah, so. everybody. Except for a handful. Yeah. Um, that, this is a really good Cybermen story. That's why I like it so much. Um, it's two different stories. You got the, the story in the sewer, then you got the story in Telos. And it kind of makes it up a little bit. Yeah. The cryons. I didn't care for the cryons yeah, as much. It's the weakest part of it. Um, cryons are. Um, the design wasn't that good. You see the people, the actresses. I guess they were going to get Koo Stark to be a cryon. Who? Koo Stark. Okay. He's a bell. Okay, she's a kind of a famous '70s model, kind of. She was in a couple of movies. She was infamously in Star Wars, but it was cut out. She was one of the friends of Luke Skywalker, making fun of oh. him in the Tashi Station or whatever. But she was, um, she's kind of like a that a, scene exists, right? Uh, it's on the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they used the two, they used two of the characters from and that in the, the, uh, the, the Boba Fett. Fett, yeah. But Kustark is kind of like she. She was a. She was sort of like a, a sex star. Not, not a. She wasn't a sex she star. Was a sex symbol. Sex symbol type of thing. A little a model in a couple of movies or whatever. But she was. And then she saw the, the makeup and stuff and said, "Forget it." You know who else was supposed to be in this? Donald Pleasance turned down the role. It was supposed to be Griffiths. Griffiths. 
And he, I just, you know, I'm like, that's weird. Why would they? Well, John Nathan Turner always loved to get the guest star, the big guest star. That's why you got Beryl Briggs playing us captain on a spaceship, which makes total sense. But anyway. Well, and, and then I read, I didn't write it down. Read whatever her name is. Yeah. I, I didn't read, I didn't write it all down, but somebody broke an arm, and so he had to be replaced. So they moved that actor to that place, and they moved another actor who was supposed to be the cyber leader to that guy, and then they moved another cyberman to the, not, well, not cyber leader, but the Banks cyber... Played, yeah, yeah, David Banks played, David the, Banks cyber played the cyber leader. But it was weird, because they mentioned there was like four or five actors that kind of moved up, similar to that you would see in a play, where there would be, if the main star go, you, you would yeah. shift, shift people around. Right. So it was kind of weird that that would happen. But, um, uh, so you... Paulus Moore wrote the episode, but in reality, it was—I guess it was Paula Woosley. That was Eric Sayward. Really. Eric Sayward and Sayward. Ian Levine. Both Eric Sayward and Ian Levine claim that it was themselves that did most of the writing. I think Eric Sayward did most of the writing because he was a script editor, and I don't believe anything that Ian Levine says. Yeah, and um, I also believe that it's very possible Ian Levine. Insisted, uh, I guess he insisted on the location of filming Telos in the same location. He was probably one that kind of put some of the continuity into it. Because yeah, he would a lot know of, the history. He was a lot of continuity. Was and he would know of, the history. Yeah. He's one of the super fans, yeah. even though he's a dink. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he did put that stuff in, but that was not the bulk of the story. <laughs> no, I think Eric Sauer did the majority of the story. Um, He'll never admit it, but. The original, in a, I, I don't, I don't know if I believe this, but originally the Telus Cybermen were wearing blue overalls, but I guess it looked so silly that they they scrapped that idea and like why would they have done that? Why would they be wearing blue overalls? Yeah, why would they be wearing blue overalls? I don't know, but it's stupid. Um, original title for this was Return to Telos. That would be cool. Yeah, but then everybody wanted. Fit because Telus was only in one part. Yeah, Attack of the Sermon's fine. Yeah, I, I enjoyed a lot of you know as you can tell from the the listening. I'm very much animated about this episode. I, I definitely agree that the story is a little complex and maybe not as good of a story. If it you, gets a bad rap. Not a lot of fans like it. Mm. But I, I mean, if you look at it, it's it's fun. It's a fun story. Yeah. Colin's pretty good at it. I like Colin. Yeah. I mean, Colin... This is... You know, they could have easily made this his first story instead of The Twin Dilemma, where he just, you know, regenerates, and he says, oh, let's do this, and not that. I'm going to go fix the chameleon circuit and act differently instead of, hey, I'm going to choke you. And Yeah, I mean, at this time when this episode came out, I was really becoming a Sardman fan. I, I, I would... You're a shock, and, you know, Revenge of Sardman were the only other two I would have seen. You and really... Download the uh, big finish Cybermen stories with the different doctors. They're really good. You you probably enjoy them. Well, I, I listened to a few in the in the early years. Um, I listened to that one that they um, the girl that was transforming into a Cyberman, but I thought that was really good. But and and, and I love the past ones. Um, obviously, since and then Silver Nemesis or um, Silver Nemesis, I didn't <laughs> enjoy that much at Silver all. Silver Nemesis. Didn't need the Cybermen in it. 
but yeah. I'm glad they were in it. I, I had a lot of trouble with that one. And then I've had issues with the Simon in the new show. I mean, not some of them have been pretty good, but um, um, that Neil Gaiman one was ridiculous. I don't mind the Neil Gaiman one, uh, but it it it's not. It it was kind of disappointing, but you know. Hey, but Warwick Davis was in that, so that was cool. So, um, this episode was done in two parts, uh, 45-minute episodes. They did the whole season like this. A uh, little bit different. Uh, as I'm watching it, though, I don't know if you ran into this, I could, I was like, wait a minute, there was a cliffhanger there, because at, when they brought him over to America... They chopped into four parts. Yeah, and so the cliffhangers were awkward. I think the first one was when the segment comes out, you see the black, and it starts to come out, and it goes... What, who's that? And then you go, the credits come up, and you're like, what? That was kind of, It reminded well, me of this. It's funny that they experimented with the 45 minute format because that's what the show is, is now. It's around 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. But, general, and, and, and. You know why they did that? Because originally, Resurrection of the Daleks, because of the Olympics, mm -hmm. they combined into two 45 minute episodes, but for DVD. And for the Americans, they put the original cliffhangers back in. Yeah. Well, this one was produced as a 45, whereas Resurrection was produced as a, as a 25, but they, they edited it together. And John Nathan Turner liked it yeah. and thought, it, oh, this does really well. So he decided to do the whole, the, the whole season that way. Yeah. And then, obviously, things I, happen. And, and I know people didn't like it necessarily. Um, you know, now, I didn't necessarily like the new format when the show came back because it was like how are they going to fit the stories in and obviously every show in the world does 45 minutes shows and right. why can't Doctor Who do it but um, that was the only show I was watching in a serial format I don't think I've ever seen too many shows that were in serial formats unless I was watching those Batman serials from the 30s or whatever but 40s but um, you know so it was kind of like a, 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 a gimmicky, not gimmick, but it was kind of like, yeah, kind of like a gimmick. But it's hard to write, you know, every time you write for Doctor Who or TV, you have to write for commercials. So in America, when you have a, a, a show, every 10 or 15 minutes, you got to put a little mini cliffhanger in. You can't just have two people talking and then all of a sudden, tsh, cuts to commercial. Later on, when it's in syndication, they can add commercials where they want, and a lot of times they're not in the right place. But so when you write TV, you have to write for a, a little cliffhanger, like, oh, we gotta go, you know, take care of this, and then you have the commercial. In British TV, they, they do the same thing, and they have to write for the, for the or Doctor Who, they have to do for 25 minutes. And it and it constricts the story, because you have to add, you have to, it, it, it creates action, because you have that interest. You don't want to just fizzle it out and go to a commercial. You want to have a stinger so that they come back the following week, or, or in the case of American TV, when the commercial comes on, they don't want people to flip the channel to another channel. You want to have, oh, what's going to happen? Is, they, is he going to get killed by that guy? And then, so you watch the commercials, and then you, when it comes back, and the serials did that too, where they have a cliffhangers and stuff. So it, it definitely is interesting writing for serials, but, um, but this one was, uh, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Of, of the three that we did, I don't know if it's the best story, but it definitely is probably the one. It's better than Time Lash in a season. Well, yeah. 
with Paul Darrow over the top. And, and it's probably better than anything that's come out over the last several years. Yeah, I would say so. All of these are better. And I know, you know, Julia, we're watching, and Julia's not, she watches the new show, and she knows that they haven't been that good, but, you know, can you watch, I know it's like homework for her to watch these episodes. I think she would have, I think stuff like Attack of the Simon, I think she would have liked, because it's shorter, although she wouldn't have liked Perry in this, I don't think. No, she wouldn't have. Um, I didn't like Perry in this one. No, I don't think anyone would. I know she likes Ace, so maybe we can invite her to the next time we do a couple more Special McCoy episodes and see. Which the next one would be Remembrance. Yeah, that one we should. That was a good one, but that should have been the twenty-fifth anniversary story, mm -hmm. not Super Nemesis. But I can see why they did. They're trying to rewrite the mythos yeah. type. Yeah, but this one, I don't know, you say it doesn't get good, I don't know why, I, I thought it, it has a lot going on in it, there's a lot of uh, callback to previous continuity. Because it was the, the next Cyberman story after Earthshock, which was so good. Yeah. But I still thought it was pretty good, I thought they did a pretty good job with it and everything, and this is, I mean, there's not, episodes, what episodes are after this, because this one's... Mark of the Rani, I think. No, yeah. Vengeance on Varos, Mark of the Rani. Yeah, I mean, pretty good season for the most part. The Two Doctors, Time Lash, and Revelation of the Do Dogs. Yeah, so when you look at the season, it's hard to compete because there's only one episode that's worse than this, probably. Well, Time Lash is worse than this, obviously. But the other ones are so good that this one kind of maybe is considered not, you know. Um, although I would argue... This might be better than a couple of those. Do you think the doctor was too violent in this one, especially when he went after the cop and jumped down the, the hole? No, I mean, well, look at Avengers and Varos. I mean, it just, yeah, Avengers and Varos, it was, it was boring. Yeah, they, they, they tried to make a different character. They tried to make him a little bit like William Hartnell, where he was kind of uncaring, and they made him a little violent. He was killed, you know, whereas Peter Davison had a gun pointed to Davros, and it's like, well, now if Colin Baker did, he might shoot him. And I didn't mind that. I, you know, I know some people go on their high horse and say, the doctor's not like that, but oh well. He, you know, he is with Colin Baker, and maybe that was a misstep. They probably shouldn't have done that, but... Um, and I don't think people liked his over-the-top... But Tom Baker got kind of like that as well. He got so. really silly once, yeah. especially towards Grim. the end of his time with Layla. Leela. And the whole Romana, the two seasons. First. Yeah. Until the, the, Nathan Turner came on and. The Nightmare in Eden was ridiculous. All my arms, my legs, my everything. It's like, wait a minute. Graham Williams just let him do whatever he wanted. Yeah. And that was. That borderlines on getting as bad as Christian Lopez sometimes. Not quite. No, but the stories weren't all that good, but they weren't bad. <coughs> but anyway. Anything else about this one? No. Nope. Okay, thanks for listening.